you are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI, any technology, or anything else. You're unique. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you, and you see yourself. And who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show, smell the inside of your nose, do it right now, is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or as you end your day or any time of day and to help you get your best foot forward on the ground because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, if you're a wage worker or someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you're a hero. You're the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes or anything. You're the value. You're a valuable person in this economy and you are seen in a world of destruction and degradation. The world should see you for the value that you are and for what you create and If you're working a job and you are homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. I know it's hard. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. Do you know what I do? First, I smell the inside of my nose. Then I hold onto the bed and I make sure I'm really here because it's so hard to believe it. Then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. And that is a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Oh my goodness. Can you believe what day it is? Can you believe that it's day 10? Can you believe it's day 10 of Flash Fiction February? Flash Fiction February. Yes. And here's the thing about Flash Fiction February. Flash Fiction February has a snowball's chance of being entertaining every single day. Of the 29 days in a row that I'm doing this. Okay? But here's the deal. If you live in a place where winter isn't usually harsh, but every once in a while it's really harsh and it's more cold and difficult and you have to make an adjustment for that, well, then you'll get this story. You'll get this story that I'm going to read for you. It's called The Crunchy Winter It's about a guy named Mike. I grew up in winters. I grew up around Detroit. I lived in Chicago for 20 years. I lived in in central Wisconsin for a winter. I lived in Maine for a winter. I lived in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for five years. I lived in around the across the state line from there in Wisconsin by Lake Superior for six years. And I lived in Colorado for one winter. I know about winters. I know about real honest to God winters. Most people don't even know what a real winter is. I know what a real winters are all about. So if you're like from a desert place or some kind of a place that stays kind of mild all winter, but every once in a while you get one of those really tough winters, this one is a story that you'll relate to. 
It's about a guy named Mike. It's called the Crunchy Winter. The crunchy, frozen winter doesn't want to end. It seems to maintain itself at the last minute, every day. This part of the country isn't much for winter. It's not usually a thing for most people. It kind of comes and goes. This year, not so much. There has been real evidence of a real winter. And it's been going on a lot longer than usual this year. That's what makes it hard for Mike. His car is having issues, and he has to walk a mile to the road and then wait for his co-worker, Sarah, to pick him up on her way because they work together. And she's happy to do it, of course. They've known each other since they were kids. It's a small town, and she sure as heck doesn't want to work her shift at the shop all by herself. So Mike waits. Sarah usually has Mike by now. They're usually halfway to town by now. He wants to give her a call, but he doesn't want to seem like he's being demanding or like nagging her. He kicks at the snow. He lays down his little backpack. He carries his things in, and he makes a snowball. He throws it at a tree across the road. Finally, he gives in, and he gives her a call to see if there's a problem or if maybe terribly she drove past before he was out there waiting. Hi, Sarah. It's Mike. Just checking in with you, he says. There's a little silence, and she responds, Hi, Mike. Things are fine here. You must be getting ready to start your shift. What's up? Well, I'm wondering if you already drove past, or maybe if you're running late or something, Mike asks sheepishly. Oh, she responds, I don't work today, Mike. It's my day off. I just didn't say anything. I know I I probably should have. I, I kind of figured you had looked at the schedule. Oh, shoot, Mike says. Well, crap rolls downhill. Okay, thanks, Sarah. I'll give the shop a call and I'll figure something out. Enjoy your day off. Do you need a ride, Mike? I can come, Sarah says. It'll take a few minutes for me to leave, but I can come. No, no, Mike says. I'll figure something out. You, you should enjoy your day off. Go ahead. Well, if you change your mind or if there isn't any other solution, let me know, Sarah says. Okay, Mike says. Have a good one. I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Mike hangs up and he calls the shop in the meantime. And he starts walking. The phone rings, but he knows no one's going to pick up that phone until the store opens. He doesn't know the manager's personal number, so he just calls the store a couple of times to see if anybody's going to pick up, and nobody does. The store opens in 10 minutes. They'll figure it out soon enough, he thinks out loud. There's a large truck approaching in the distance. Mike figures he'll try to hitch a ride into town on his thumb. It's only a 15-minute drive from here. He'll be late, but he'll get there, and he'll have a little story to tell. As the truck gets close, Mike carefully stands at the back edge of the shoulder and hoists his thumb out there. And the truck, not slowing down, rolls past. It kicks up a sheet of sleet from the road and casts it all onto Mike. He falls backwards, and his phone goes careening into the ditch behind him. F sake, Mike shouts as he lands. Ah, my phone. Mike shakes himself to his feet and runs back to the ditch where his phone is. Where is it, he says to himself. Doggone it. He finds the phone, and he wipes it down with his wet hand. I hope it still works, he says. Crap rolls downhill. Mike is soaking wet now. He has to decide whether to tough it out and wait for a ride or walk back home. Regardless, it's going to be a lousy day now. Either he's going to miss work and risk his job, or he's going to be late, soaking wet, work all day like that, and risk catching a cold or flu. Crap rolls downhill, he says. Crap rolls downhill, and I'm the crap. Just as Mike is getting back to the shoulder of the road, 
a car pulls over to see him. Hey, Mike, what the heck are you doing? It's a friend of Mike's from town. It's Jim Crawford. It's small town life. They know each other. I need a ride into town. I got my signals crossed and I'm late, he says. Well, I can drive you. Come on, oh, wait. Hey, you look all wet. What happened? Jim says. Well, crap rolls downhill. That's what, Mike says. My sister's getting married tomorrow, Mike. I just had the car detailed. I can't let you in here like that. Sorry, Mike, Jim says. I get it, Jim. It's okay, Mike says. I'll see you tomorrow, though, for sure. I wouldn't miss Jenny's wedding for anything. Cool, Jim says. When you get into town, can you go by the store and tell them that I'm going to be late? Tell them I'm on my way and I'm just, I got into a situation? Mike asks. That would really help out. I'll do it, Jim says. No problem. Great. I'll see you, Mike says. Mike sticks his phone under his armpit to try to dry it off so he can call the store now that they're open, but the phone doesn't work because it's wet. He trudges along hoping to get picked up so he doesn't end up walking all the way into town. As he continues walking, he's looking at his phone trying to dry it and find a way to make it work. He steps directly into a pothole on the shoulder of the road and gets a full soaker all the way up to his ankle. Crap rolls downhill, Mike says. Mike stops. He puts his phone in his bag. He rummages into his bag for the extra t-shirt he packs just in case he needs one. And he wraps his cold, wet hands in it. He turns away from the road and he looks out at the cold desert floor and the horizon of mountains in the distance. I wonder how many winters like this one, this desert, has seen, Mike ponders. Mike closes his eyes and is thankful for the morning. He's thankful for the day, and he's thankful for the gorgeous visage of the sun above the mountain range, the light, wispy winter clouds, and the unusual winter they're having out in these parts. A rumbling pickup pulls up next to Mike while his back is turned. Hey, Mike, what are you doing? Mike turns around, and it's Jenny, the one who's getting married tomorrow. Hey, Jenny, are you going into town? Of course, Mike, jump in. Don't mind the dog, she says. What kind of morning have you had, Mike asks Jenny. Well, I haven't slept much. I'm nervous as hell. I'm getting married tomorrow, she says. How about you? You look like you've had an adventure already, she laughs. Crap rolls downhill, Mike says. Crap rolls downhill. The end. Well, there it was. Day 10 of... There it is. And here's, I got one title and one subtitle from AI for this story. And I still think my subtitle is better. My title is better. It's all better. Mine's better. Title, Snowball's Chance, A Winter's Tale of Perseverance. That's not bad. It's not bad. The subtitle, Navigating the Cold Trials of an Endless Winter. Ah, it's a little wordy. It's a little much. It's a little dramatic. It's a little dramatic. And I'm... Herschel Sterling, I'm Commercial Herschel. This is Smell the Inside of Your Nose, Do It Right Now. You can find me at Smell the Inside of Your Nose all over the place. Just do a search online. You'll find any app you have that does podcasts. I'm in there. That's how that works. You put your your podcast feed into a directories, these different directories, and then all of a sudden they're all just in there, and you can just listen to everything. It's ridiculous it's kind of cool i like it i'm addicted to it i'm doing it every day for 29 days i must have some kind of problem or something but i need you to share this if you're listening to this even though it wasn't the greatest story in the world even though it wasn't my best one even though it wasn't the most entertaining one i could really use a share share it share it you can find me at BitChute at Commercial Herschel. You can find me at Rumble at Rumble Early Risers. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. And you can find me at HowTube at Commercial Herschel or Herschel Sterling. 
Either one of those names. All of those names. You can find me. I'm out there. Look for me. Have fun. Knock yourself out. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Got lots of writing. Lots of podcasts. Lots of stuff going on. Mover and a shaker. Mover and a shaker. But I really need you to share. I need you to share. If you're a regular listener and I know you're out there. Because I get, listen, I get 30 downloads a day. That means I have probably 20 subscribers at this point. Which doesn't seem like a lot. But since I'm not using YouTube and I don't use social media, I think I'm doing pretty good. You know? But I need your help. I need you to share. All right? This is Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. I'm trying to help you out. I'm Commercial Herschel. I'm here to help. At the beginning of my show, I do a two-minute introduction. And so if you don't want to listen to the introduction, it's the same every day. You can just fast forward two minutes and that will pretty much be done. And then we can get into the story or whatever little podcast I'm doing. Okay. Now, at the end of the show, which is now, I do a three-minute exit, a three-minute send-off, a three-minute outro. That's what I do. It's about three minutes long and it's getting started right now. And it's the same every day except some days some days it's a little different. It's a little bit different every day because I do it every day. But it's every day is different. So it's different every day. Get it? So let's conclude with this. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze out at the stars at night. When I look over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're an instant. In an infinite universe, we are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously as if it were in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say, that makes us insignificant, and I very strongly disagree with them. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You are a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox, and I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and your time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. You are rare. You're not only a body. You have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. You're a luminescent jewel, and you can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself while you shine on others, and what an honor 
that you shine on me. Thank you. Now, smell the inside of your nose. I do it. I write the now. 